With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. Welcome in. We are here once again at the Lotus Place on this Wednesday night. And you know what Wednesday is? It's our Women's Wednesday. So, woman talk, women talk, ladies talk, talking about the sisters, discussing sisters, and an analysis, critical analysis of the sisters, and uplifting, empowering, empowering. I always get tongue tied. Like now, when I try to <laughs> when I try to run that together, I have it one day though. Awesome. Empowering <laughs> sisters, mothers, aunties, ain't aunties like they say here in Houston, Texas, aunties, <laughs> and uh, cousins and all. So anyway, it's our Women's Wednesday. And we are really, um, we're gonna dig into a, a, a deep, a deep topic though on women tonight. The conspiracy to destroy black women. Like, um, what's his name? Kawanda Jufu, I believe. The conspiracy to, to destroy black boys. Uh, Michael That's Porter did that one too. Oh, Michael Porter? Michael Porter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good read yeah. too. Yeah. But, um, Certainly, with all of these attacks going on that have historic, historically happened, and um, we just are able to see more of it now. I, I can, I, I really contend we are just able to see and hear more of this now because of people having these camera phones, technology, and mm-hmm. um, the use of social media. And so, right. you know, I bet they said, cat dog, we did not intend on the meat roast. We shouldn't have been <laughs> taking pictures of uh, police brutality. And, but if you recall on that previous show a couple of weeks ago with the uh, college students, when we discussed Tupac, that was something that he was engaged in far beyond, far before now when it's all popular and fancy and, you know, hip to Oh yeah, right. So yeah, it was even before he became 
um, famously known as Tupac. This is still right. trying to get in the band. Mm-hmm. Having gun battles with the police officers. Right. So, um, oh, speaking of which, I must order this book. Um, what is it? The drugs as weapons against us. In it, drugs, drugs used as weapons against us by um John Patash. And he's um talking about Jimi Hendrix. All this time, see, my uncle used to listen to Jimi Hendrix. So I grew up on Jimi Hendrix. And so, I love Jimi, Jimi Hendrix's music. You know, because we love music. So, listening yeah. to him play the guitar. And then he, was, he has that, that stage presence, you know, playing the guitar in all these different fashions and forms and twisting mm. his body around. And exactly, yeah. Just the way that he could just make that guitar talk, you know. Yeah, he truly yep. could just work. He was things. very he was unique, magical. Yes, one of a kind. Mm-hmm. One of a kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as always, they have these sneak, slithering, slimy people that ease up on you. That's why you have to yeah. be careful and put some protection around you. These sleazy, slimy yeah. people come around and um, introduce you to all of these drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, all, all, all this drinking and, and just uh, sexual deviancy, and next thing you know, you just caught up in this whole web of of sadistic mess dealing with yeah. these people. You don't know so, what you're in. You, you don't know what you're in. And so apparently, in this book, and he says that he has the research with the end notes and everything, where you can. Go and read the paper, what the papers and what the documents, the reference, what he's speaking to, and all. Um, Jimi Hendrix. What's his background? John Patashi is like an investigative journalist. Mm. And so, um, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix's manager, okay, was apparently in 16. And he claimed that he'd no longer work with M16. But anyway, make a long story shorter. Apparently, all this time I've been thinking Jimmy Hendrix died from his heroin overdose and choked on his vomit. That was the story, right? I didn't know, apparently, that he, he, he became sober. Like, I think maybe the last month or something of his life or two weeks. I think the last month and then two weeks prior to his death, he fired his manager who kept trying to keep him on acid and LSD, all that stuff. He fired him because he wanted to begin to become politically active, uh, politically active and support the Black Panthers. I never heard this before. No, no, that's he, not public. He, no. Wow. He wanted to support the Black Panthers. So he was going to become an activist and start speaking about, you know, like what we're talking about tonight. Stop the damn brutality and attack on black folks, you know. Anyway, um, two weeks later, he's dead. Mm. And so we were told 
that, you know, he choked him on it, you know, died of overdose, whatever. You know, but no, this man apparently, according to this research, that's why I want to read the book and I'm going to look at the research myself. Um, apparently he was sober for a while, just like Tupac. Tupac, Tupac was, uh, um, about to promote sobriety. And it's like, anytime these people start trying to uh, promote sobriety, uh, Kurt Cobain, He's, he's talked about in this book, uh, uh, the lead singer of Nirvana. Apparently, he didn't just commit suicide with the shotgun. But, you know, these people, they get into so much. Oh, my goodness. That's why you just, I say, put some protection around you. And that's yeah, why talking about, yes, talking about these, these uh, attacks, we are going to welcome in King B. Hey. How, hey, Kim B. I was running my mouth so much. I didn't, it's okay. They just, they, just, they, just, they just unmuted me. What's the name of the book? Um, Drugs Used as Weapons Against Us. Ooh. And, oh, oh, Kim uh, B. Actually, you can go on YouTube and just key that in. All right. All right. And then you'll be able to just like kind of hear an overview of the All discussion right, because, of um, um, some topics see, in the book, but not, not really time, an overview. You just picked on a few points. Yeah. All mm-hmm. this time, we believe, like you said, Jimmy Hendrix had died of an overdose. Yes! See? I mean, this is truly, truly Listen. Listen. Have you ever heard that Jimmy Hendrix wanted to start supporting the Black Panthers? Nope. Not even, not, a have I, not even a hint. Not even a hint. Not even a hint. And Tupac, that's what he was about to do. And I didn't know that Kurt Cobain loved N.W.A. I knew something about that little white boy that I liked. <laughs> he loved, he loved, uh, F the police. Loved it. Yeah. I knew something about that. I, and, and what oh. happened to him? Well, you know, they said that he, um, committed suicide because he was on heroin and so he was promoting heroin to all the young people right and then he decided you know no he didn't want to do that he wanted to sober up so the drug business was making so much money because Kurt Cobain does heroin so everybody else wants to do heroin right Mm -hmm. so he was getting ready to really mess up some billions and billions of dollars Mm -hmm. so you know they said his wife and I'm look. I'll have, I'm just saying what other people have stated, and what's out there in the web and in books. That his wife, Courtney Corbain, kind of knew something and was played some kind of part in that, just like Khalid Muhammad's wife. So they say. I'm just saying now. This is what word on the street is. But anyway, so I knew it was something about Kurt Cobain that I liked. Uh, I knew it was something about that little. Dusty, grungy little white boy. He was one of those little grunge white boys. But anyway, ah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think mm-hmm. that they do that grunge because they want to look dirty, which makes them look black, like they did with the Woodstock stuff. I yeah, think that's yeah. what mm-hmm. it is. I think, right. it, I think it, it may tie in or something like that. But anyway, so, um, so look, Kent, do you have some news? Uh, King B, do you have some news? Or- Aja, do you have some news? And we'll dig into the well, topic. Yeah, uh, there is this uh, investigative journalist 
named uh, uh, David K. Johnson, who right. is uh, an investigative reporter for years, uh, over mm-hmm. 20 some odd years, investigating Donald Trump. And mm-hmm. you see how the media is poo-pooing over Donald Trump like he's the best thing yeah. since peanut butter met jelly. Even talking to about, oh, how you feel about becoming the first lady? You know, and mm-hmm. uh, the media is already trying to, pawning uh, all over the man. But this man mm-hmm. uh, named Johnston, he was interviewed on Democracy Now! today. He said okay. he's got 21 questions to ask Trump. And mm-hmm. Trump, if he was to be asked these questions, he would hurriedly flee from being the president, running for the, for the presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has he has mm-hmm. had dealings with the mafia, uh, mm-hmm. including building his Trump Towers. It's more expensive to build these towers with um, out of steel. This man used the mafia to build the Trump Towers, uh, built out of concrete. Known mafioso to build his uh, Trump Towers. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got uh, the fact that he has discriminated, discriminated against blacks. He even used a uh, non-union shop uh, from illegally here from Poland with no hard hats working on his construction site and had the nerve to say oh. he, didn't, he didn't know they weren't uh, properly uh, attired for working and walking around in the, on the site with no hard hats on. Wow. And uh, he doesn't pay people back that he, who he owes. He hasn't <laughs> paid, has paid no tax in this in this country. Um, but but this man here, he said, uh, Johnston, that is, he said, no one from the mainstream media wants to talk to him. I called up uh, Christopher Todd and challenged him to apologize to the viewers and to do the research to cooperate what I told him about what this man named uh, David Kane, spelled C-A-Y, middle name, spelled C-A-Y, Johnston, what he said about uh, Trump. I called from CBS. I said, why aren't you in the spirit of every armor who took down Senator Joseph McCarthy? Single-handedly took down Joseph McCarthy. Uh, I said, I can't you between now and Sunday to do the research and to corroborate what I'm telling you about Trump, that this man here is a fake, was always a fake, a fraud and a phony, and that uh, he is an American-grown Hitler. Oh, yeah, Johnson also said that He's appealing to the lowest based of white minds to get after things they don't like, you know, blacks having all this, uh, shall we say, becoming too uppity. Uh. He has, he has uh, said that uh, blacks, white, whites are, are going for the, this guy because he appeals to the lowest nature, but he is not to be taken anything other than uh, counterfeit hero. That's how I would put it. The man's a counterfeit hero. And, you know, what was the, who, was the, who was the last German that bamboozled our nation and got them to put him uh, in power to represent their nation? Who was that, who was that man? The last German. Hello? Who was the king? The king being? Try Adolf, try Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. Who was not... Uh, Aryan race. He didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes, but he mm-hmm. was able to seduce a nation. And I'm telling you right now, y'all. Y'all can say here if you like, but if this man <laughs> is the nominee for the presidency of the United States, 
I'm out of here. Because it was the media, don't forget that the media never exposed that Hitler was an insane artist who uh, was not Aryan, didn't have blonde hair, blue eyes. The media poo pooed Hitler. Well, you know, King B, they sent all those people, um, so they say, right over here to run places like that black site over there in Chicago that's been going on and running and, 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 and more activity increased since the uh, boy, uh, what's his name? Obama's chief of staff, Ronald Emanuel, became mm-hmm. mayor over there in That's Chicago. Right. So That's you right. mean to tell me Barack Obama was this great community organizer in Chicago, and you didn't hear not one story about how people were being disappeared for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. All I guess, I, I guess all you heard about was I want to vote. Disappeared like gangman style, or just uh, as I didn't know know where they are, just disappeared. You know, they had them in the black site um over there in Chicago. I can't think of the name of the building, but the black site there in Chicago that was just uh, Uh revealed through the Guardian. Right, right, right. Uh And so they were holding them there. Let me just break this down for you really quickly, Kansas, before we go to break. So yeah. what they would do, apparently, this is what happened. Police officers would search for people and try to, as, you, as, you, as you've seen on, like, Law and Order or whatever, they entrap mm-hmm. people, get them to be informants because they find a little drugs on them or some guns or whatever, and they flip them over to an informant. And this is what the guys mm. on the street say. And they really show it in the movie all in the movies all the time. Right. They flip them to make them informants, right? And so then they entrap the next person and all of that with the mics and all of that crap. Right. So anyway, this is what remember Darren Muhammad was on the um show once before and he said this is the same thing, this is what was going on with Freddie Gray. Right. The police were trying to flip him and make him be an informant. That's why right. he's always running. That's one reason why black men are always running because they take them to them goddamn black sites like that in Chicago. Yeah. And then they disappear them for a day or two or maybe some hours and try to make them be an informant for them and all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy stuff. Yep. Now that's just that's what they true. say on the streets and you know, it's been reported. I mean, these people have given testimony. So, I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. So, that's what I'm saying. People need to really wake up and stop playing well, games with this. You, you, you know, you know our, yeah, our people refuse to snap out of the rip and wrinkle mode. Mm. And they are desirous of remaining deaf, dumb, and blind. Some for some dumber and blind. <laughs> and um, they are allowing themselves to be set for the final solution. Mm-hmm. Which I again, I maintain you. I got a hand to the white man. He did a masterful job in destroying our brains. A masterful mm-hmm. job. Because mm-hmm. things that we supposed to have long ago figured out, we still are confused about what is the, ob- the object of white supremacy and white supremacists. And the yeah. idea that if 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 it's a if it's, it is a given that we are the number one arch nemesis of white supremacists, 
Okay. So what you think they've got up their sleeve when they speak bilingual, which is legalese <laughs> and military science? Oh, and most blacks haven't. I, I, I most blacks haven't got a clue. They haven't got a clue about if the white man speaks bilingual, and he sees the handwriting on the wall that he is his time is winding up where he no longer controls the universe. He's like a wild beast, injured yeah. but not dead in the jungle. In the jungle. And okay, can't you let your Aja bring us like um what's good? Give us some what's good before we go into yeah. break and then we'll come give back. Some, give me some Yes, what's good. So what's good is some good news. It's some feel good news. If it is such like Doctor <laughs> Feel Good. Um don't send me no doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I can't hear you. I think you're on me. Not me. Hmm. Let me see. Hold on, Aj. I think that you are on me. Oh, on, oh, on okay. Mute. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I was on mute. I'm oh, I was rattling papers, so I put myself on mute. Okay. All right. Oh, so yeah. this happened. Um, This didn't just happen, but some people may not have heard it when it happened. So I thought it would still be... still want to hear it. Mm -hmm, Right, it's still news. That's right. Okay, this school in um, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, became the first middle school team to win the United States Chess Federation's National High School Championship. What? Yes, and the team, which is mostly eighth graders, they're mm. not really in high school yet. They beat out um, some of the more elite schools that have the extra funds to hire private tutors. Oh, and yeah. this school is is also a legend because it, the name of the school is called um, Intermediate. Intermediate, um, let's see, hold on a second. Well, they call it IS, um, 318, number 318. They have numbers there in, in, um, Brooklyn, New York. So more than 60% of the students come from families that have incomes below the federal poverty level. Yet, the school is just, the stairways is just lying with four feet trophies that these these brilliant students students have won. And um, one of the celebrities is named James A. Black Jr. He's a uh, hmm. African American, African American, thirteen year old. Um he's he's not like a football hero or valedictorian, but he's a certified chess master. He's a chess Third master, and he's yes, a and he's only master. thirteen years old. Yes, Woo! the oh, um, yes, <laughs> love it. Yes, the um, the teacher, she um, she's she's um, the one that's really pushed for the for this class, and she mm-hmm. says the difference in your mental development um, when you're when you're enrolled in chess it it really makes a difference and in fact mm-hmm. they have they have embedded it into part of their culture all sixth graders take week, weekly chess classes and they can continue on 
into the uh, for the next two years as an elective if they want to. Now, let me tell you this about um, about the about the school and the class. Miss um, Spiegel is the is the teacher, and she says that instead of the president's lined on the walls, she has different chess sayings that the uh, children have come up with lying on oh. the wall. She says when you when you're um, when you're into chess, you don't have to be extra smart, you know, like academically, because some very the top academic students, they don't do well in it, you know, they or, or they decide it's not something that they like. And then um, somebody who doesn't like geography or, or maps of Europe, they may just excel in it. You know, you just, some of this just have a, have a head for it. And yeah. she said, you do a lot of thinking about it has to do a lot of thinking about how you think you know and and mm -hmm. she says she heard one student say i made this mistake because i was very emotional it makes them stop mm -hmm. stop and think about what they're about to do mm -hmm. so wow. um james is actually the 10 year old master um his teacher is what's called an expert She's one level below James, who is the student. He's a master. Isn't that interesting? And he said he got, he, he got into uh, chess when his father brought home a chess a chess game from Kmart, and it had little cards on it that told you uh, what each what each piece could move. And so um, he just started being interested in it. And his father says that he hopes that he'll he'll get some kind of uh, uh, a scholarship. I would think so, being a master already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being a master. Oh, yeah. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Man, yeah, I love it. And he says he, he aims he aims to become a grandmaster, preferably before finishing high school. Preferably so he, before he, he, he can go anywhere, anywhere in the world where uh, chess champions are already like a master right. or Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Um, yes. Another place, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another place, um, maybe France, you know, uh, Germany, uh, just anywhere you can make, you name it. Yeah, because it's played all over. That's it, that's it. A recent, uh, a, a recent graduate named uh, Rochelle Ballantyne has, mm -hmm. a, she's a female, has secured a chess scholarship to the University of Texas, Dallas. And uh, she's still That's a student great. at Brooklyn Tech, and she aims to be the first African American female master in chess history. Ooh! Yeah, and then you brought up some women's uh, recognition yes. as well. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, it's becoming to the point where if a woman put her mind to it, she could upset men only status because. There are those women that have that that will to show that she can, she is capable of doing just as good as not better than the men. And chess is a mind game, and a lot of women are very keen to deal with applying themselves with the basic principles. And um, I am uh, going to also uh, 
one game during the United Place Chess, uh, especially in Harlem, on 135th Street Madison. Rows mm-hmm. and rows of teachers. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes, I've I've and, seen uh, I've seen that like a have, you know, They have uh, only two players to show love. you, especially uh, with my son. Also, I want to show him this piece. So, want him to see it also mm-hmm. because um, it's a strategy that most blacks never really took serious. It's a way out to figure out how we can get out of our mirage of nonsense into because we're dealing with we are victims of a chess game yep that's what Dr. Francis Chris Wilson often speaks mm. about let's take a quick break right. we are the pawn and we will be right back okay are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. And we are back, 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 talking about women's Wednesday, the conspiracy to destroy black women and um thank you so much for sharing that good news that good hot topic yeah, that was true. good Aja. we love it you're welcome yes yes and i enjoyed looking King for something B. good thank uh-huh. you you brush up on your chest and i'll brush up on my chest and we'll right. have us a game we'll have, have an uh, ongoing game I love it. I love oh, speaking of which, I saw the most beautiful chessboard made of Nubian pieces. Oh, it was in, in wow. gold. Oh my goodness. Oh, really? Beautiful. Now, I would love to order that that chessboard. Mm. That would, yeah, that would be beautiful. That would that would give off some beautiful energy, I'm sure. So, but anyway, let's go ahead on and dig into our topic for tonight: the conspiracy to destroy. Black women. So, Aja, you want to open us up with this topic tonight? Yes, I um I have this book called "This Conspiracy to Destroy Black Women." It's written by Michael Porter, and Michael Porter is also the author of the book "Kill Them Before They Grow," which I um. A misdiagnosis of African American boys in America's classroom. That's the title of the book. Mm-hmm. And um I have both of those. It's so very interesting. Um, especially if you don't have young children in school or, or don't have grandchildren in school, you're really not aware um of what's really going on in those classrooms and in the principal's office and in those uh Rooms where they take kids that they 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 claim something's wrong with them, so that they can get them on this program and get this free money. And then the mom, she's like, "Oh, really? Uh, well, I didn't think anything was wrong with them. Okay, but stand mm-hmm. right here. Then you're gonna get a check. Uh, oh, really? Oh, okay. You know, and she signs 
the name and suddenly place. Hello? Uh-huh. I think you want to leave, my dear. Yes, we are here. I think that you need to yourself. But that's okay, because look, while you, while you come off of mute, did anyone see the interview between Hillary Clinton and the yes. group of young people Black, representing, Black I think, Lives Matter. Yes. Black Lives yes. Matter? Yes. Yes. Now, I must say, I'm no fan of Hillary Clinton. However, she laid out something to them for them to go back home and ponder over. So, if you did not hear the interview, we will play it here for you tonight. But, you know, as hip as they appear to be, they still don't know the number one thing that could take Hillary down, including her husband, and that is both Bill Clinton and his wife Hillary have stolen thousands of acres of land in Haiti. Got Haitians killing the land like slaves. They built two skyscraper hotels in Port of Spain, in Port of Prince. And you've got Bill Clinton was able to wipe out the former prime minister of Jamaica, uh, right. to make sure that right. he had no, uh, say about what was going on with the, in the election being fair and square, uh, PJ Patterson, that's his name. And, um, you just can't well, be. You know, in this, in this interview, Canty, they could have easily just simply challenged Hillary on one, one little specific point. And she tells them that she's champion for children of color, black and Hispanic, so that yeah, they right. um, would not, whatever whatever she said, would not have to continue to suffer <clears throat> suffer under certain conditions and blah, 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 whatever. No, Hill and Bill, Hillary, Billary, whatever, the Clintons, they cut aid to dependent families when he was a governor. Thank you. So why are y'all then. standing there clownish, not even um, equipped to really question Hillary Clinton? Thank I mean, you. seriously. I mean, Hillary grew up in politics. You got to come with your big guns with her. Um, welcome hey. in, Delta. But let's, let's play this interview. Um, can we play that interview? Welcome in, Delta. We are talking about Black Lives Matter that met with, uh, Hillary Clinton and then we're going to get back into our topic. We lost Aja for a second there. Hello, and come say hello. Hi, my name is Anna. 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 Hi, my name is
and I've just been disappointed uh, lately uh, with um, sorry. Okay. Um, that your you and your family have been personally and politically responsible um, for policies that have caused health and human services disasters in impoverished communities of color through the domestic and international war on drugs um, that you championed as first lady, senator, and secretary of state. Um, and so I just want to know how you feel about your role on that violence um, and how you plan to reverse it. Well, you know, I, I feel strongly, which is why I had this town hall uh, today, and uh, is, you know, the questions and the comments from people uh, illustrated. There's a lot of concern that we need to rethink and redo what we did in response to a different set of problems. And, you know, in life, in politics, in government, you name it, you got to constantly be asking yourself, is this working, is it not? And if it's not, what do we do better? And that's what I'm trying to do now on on drugs, on mass incarceration, on um, police behavior and criminal justice reform, because I do think that there was a different set of concerns back in the 80s and the early 90s, and um, now I believe we have to look at the world as it is today and try to figure out what will work now, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I intend to do as president. Yeah, and I would offer that it didn't work then either, mm -hmm. um, and that those policies were actually extensions of white supremacist violence against communities of color. And so I, I just think I want to hear a little bit about that, about the, well, the fact sure. that actually while those policies yeah. were being enacted, they were ripping apart families and yeah. actually causing death. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with you. I'm not sure I disagree that any kind of government action often has consequences. And certainly uh, the war on drugs, which you know, started back in the 80s, right, um, has had consequences. Uh, increasing um, penalties for crime and three strikes in your eye and all of those uh, kinds of actions have had consequences. But it's important to remember, and I certainly remember, that you know, there was a very serious um, you know, crime uh, wave that was impacting primarily uh, communities of color and poor people. And part of it was that there was just not a, enough attention paid. So, you know, you could argue that people who were trying to address that, including my husband, mm -hmm. he was president, um, were responding to the very real concerns of people in the communities themselves. Right. Now, I do think that a lot of what was tried and how it was implemented mm -hmm. has not produced the kinds of outcomes that any of us would want. But I also believe that there are systemic uh, issues of race and justice that go deeper than any particular law. And part of what we have to do is address the laws, and then we've got to do a much better um, effort at being honest about the other um, obstacles and barriers that stand in the way of young people and others having any hope and having any opportunity. But I, I think that, you know, as I said, some of this is, um, you know, coming about today because of the terrible instances of violence mm -hmm. that we have seen across our country. Uh, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't in any way deny how powerful those have been and how they have to produce change. So what you're doing as activists 
and as people who are constantly raising these issues is really important. So I, I applaud and thank you for that. I really do. Because we can't get change unless there's constant pressure. Yeah. But now the next step, so, you know, part of you need to keep the pressure on, and part of you need to help figure out what do we do now? How are we going to do it? You know, one of the men who asked me the question, asked me a question today, you know, was talking about how as a young man he was thrown out of his house, ended up in foster care, he was, you know, abused, molested, then, you know, he turned to drugs and alcohol. Very common story, as you know, right? And then, you know, he has a blackout, ends up having children, ends up in prison. And so he's saying, like, you know, when do I get my life back? I, I made a mistake, but when do I get my life back? So I think there has to be, in addition to the consciousness rate, which you really have done uh, the lion's share of the work in bringing about, now we've got to figure out, okay, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? Because, you know, the first speech I gave in this campaign was on mass incarceration. It's a problem I've been worried about, thinking about it. David Dinkins is a friend of mine. He asked me to come speak at his conference in Columbia. And I said, you know, we can't, we got to change it. How do we change it? And how do we have the opportunities for reintegration that these young people deserve to have? So we need a whole... Um, you know, we need a whole comprehensive plan that I am more than happy to work with you guys on to try to figure out, okay, we know Black Lives Matter. We need to keep saying it so that people accept it. What do we do next? What is next our step? step you know? Respectfully, and I've, yeah. I've, I've attempted to allow you, and I feel like we have a lot of space for a nice conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a pleasure and honor to be in this, in this dialogue with you. But I think that a huge part of what you haven't said is that you've offered a recognition that mass incarceration has not worked. And that is an unfortunate consequence of government practices that just didn't work. But there, the truth is that there's an extremely long history of unfortunate government practices that don't work that particularly affect black people and black families. And until we as a country and then the person who's in the seat that you see actually addresses the anti-blackness current that is America's first drug. We're in a meeting about drugs, right? America's first drug is free black labor and turning black bodies into profit. And the mass incarceration system mirrors an awful lot like the prison, the prison plantation system. It's the same. It's a similar thread, right? And until someone takes that message and speaks that truth to white people in this country so that we can actually take on anti-blackness as a founding problem in this country. I don't believe that there's going to be a solution because what the conversations that are happening now and why there's so much so much uh, cohesion across the across the divide, the, the red side and the blue side, is because of money. And we spent a lot of money on prisons. We spend more money on prison than we are in schools, right? But if we look at it from a lens of let's solve this financial problem, and we don't look at the greater bottom line that African Americans who are Americans are suffering at greater rates than most other people, every other people, for the length of this country, then it's not going to go away. It's just going to morph into something new and evolve. And I, I genuinely want to know 
Her cabinets really can't take you. it anymore. Okay. I just cannot take it anymore. Okay. I just, I just, I mean, you had to 15 minutes of fame, Black Lives Matter, to lay out <clears throat> at the least a five-point plan, a five-point program. If you don't have 10 points, Black Panther Party had a 10-point program. We want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny, the destiny of our black community. We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Number two, we want full employment for our people. Number three, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. Number four, we want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. Number five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Number six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. Number seven, we want an immediate end to the police brutality and murder of black people. They could have just picked up with that one, number one. I thought that's what Black Lives, black lives Matter was all about. Uh-uh. Um, Aj, I think you're still on mute. We want free, number eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. They could have picked up that one on number two. We want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in a court of jury of their peer peer group or peer. Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. Let me unmute you guys. Okay, because uh, that's me. My fault. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do you're apologize. You're that, was you're you're that was on you're me. That was on me. Oh, I. I <laughs> okay. um, we want, number eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. What did we say? That that could be number two, right? Or was that number three? Mm-hmm. I mean, they just could have really picked up on this. All they had to do was just stop oh, and sure. We still fight for the same damn thing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, number mm-hmm. nine, we want all black people. Okay, yeah, I read that. Um, caught by a jury of their peer peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. Let me just read that again for anybody who just tuned in. Number nine, this is from the Panther Party 10-point program, which Black Lives Matter, whoever these little people, what they just put up here with this, don't even get me started because I'm trying not to go to my lower self and and just talk about how disgusting these people just appear um, to the world, represent supposed to be representing black people, don't even have a plan. You have your 15 minutes of fame to talk to a presidential candidate, and she had to tell, she had to tell you. Let me just finish reading this. Number nine, we want all black people from brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black community as defined by the Constitution of the United States. And number 10, we want land, bread, 
housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. So, you know, really, how are you sitting here talking about Black Lives Matter when they could have just really copied and pasted the Panthers program? Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it, it, and that would have even been even it, very impactful because it just shows, look, we're still working on the same thing, man. Exactly. Still, we never we got, it, got it back then. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We, 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 we don't we're let you go about. on the 40 acres and the mirror, but goddamn. Right. But you see, really? when you, put, you put Black Lives Matter under close scrutiny. They ended, uh-huh. up, they ended up being very much fraudulent. Uh-huh. They're not able to give you the indication that they did their homework, that they know right. truly what time it is. What the and struggle we're talking is. about yes, and, and we're talking about a woman whose sexuality might be questioned as well as <laughs> the, the male figure. Doctor Short yes. told me Doctor Short said black lesbian lies matter. That's what he told me. He can get his drift. You know, Dr. Short doesn't what now? his words. He, what did you he say, Candy? Black lives matter to Dr. Short means black lesbian lies matter. Well, that's pretty much and what it is, Candy. I mean, it's because if, if you listen to the interviews now, they inject more transgender lives. Uh, how many transgender been killed? Look, you're talking about transgender of color, right? Well, look, we said black lives Well, you said black lives. I don't, cause I don't need to convince nobody that my life matters. I convince my own self. I know. I don't either. So, yeah. I don't either. So, so all that, Bill, I don't even get with that anyway. But I mean, if that's, if that, if that is what, um, can motivate you and others to move to some type of action, then so mote it be. But these folks, okay, Candy, uh, can be, uh, some lesbians and gays sponsored by some lesbians and gays because uh-huh. what difference does it make if it's the transgender not that I have anything against transgender but you said it's trans- a transgender person of color so they're black what difference does it make about right. I don't care about the, what, the, what, what, what they are boy girl uh, it does not Thank matter you. and that's why uh, Oz is going to talk about um these attacks on, on women because it's it's just it's women it's men it doesn't matter what if you're transgender we're talking about black folks who uh are are just like deer in headlights and and, and just we had yes they 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 wouldn't they did they did i mentioned the assassination of reverend pinkney and members of his church yeah oh my uh, god the lynching the lynching of sandra bland stop those two incidents exactly those two yeah, incidents. Yeah. I mean, black people have mm-hmm. become so anesthetized that they cannot figure out that when a new group that's given all this publicity, you saw how they disrespected and was very rude to Bernie Sanders at his rally, but mm-hmm. they were not very, they were very, they were very polite to Hillary. Well, very, uh, yeah. smiling. Oh, very polite. Um, I, I admire you. Couldn't even get their words out. Couldn't even have, didn't even have their statements together. Didn't have uh-uh, a plan. Obviously. And, uh-uh. no, no. And this girl Speaking here. Off the top of his head. head. And, and see, Bernie Sanders, this, Bernie, uh-uh. Bernie Sanders said something. No. Not, I'm not, not that I'm going to these actresses and actors from. 
Yeah. You see, Bernie Sanders, CIA, FBI, Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. said something that Hillary would never say from her mind because Hillary is part of the problem, as well as Bill. Sanders said a middle-income white woman would not have suffered what Sandra Bland had suffered. So, you know, right. that tells you a lot about what's on Sanders' mind. He knows yeah. the deal. Yeah. And for them yeah. to have been so rude and disrespectful on the stage, getting all in his face and uh, yelling in the microphone and daring anyone to touch him, to touch them, uh, they have not dared do that to Hillary. No, no. She, she told Hillary, I've been admiring you since I was a little girl. Get this since now. Get high. Look, uh, since yay high. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Since yay high, master, since. Since you ain't having <laughs> Yeah, you are, you you seem to be a fair slave. Oh guy. boy. I and, said, uh, look I, at this. I mean, negate the fact that her husband officiated over the death of putting being put the death of uh Ricky Ray Ricks, I believe his name was. Who was on death row in Arkansas for killing a man with and turned a gun on his own self, damaging his brains to the point where he didn't the man was so brain damaged, he didn't even know that he was being put to death. Told the guards uh-huh. when he was going out to the death table, save his ice cream, uh-huh. he'll come back to get it later. And there was complications to put the man to death. Clinton standing right there. So he told Clinton, if you let me go, I'll vote for you for president. I, I never did forget that. I never did forget that. Black people, unfortunately, uh-huh. have this thing called, I call it selective amnesia. And I always well, maintain. He, with, you, with know, Clinton, like you know, Clinton was the first black president. Yeah, we call him Bubba. We call him Bubba. He put on some, he put on some shades, put on some shades, and played the saxophone. Saxophone. Played the saxophone on our senior. We were like a cat with catnip, like a cat with catnip. We just refused. Still didn't have his back and let let his show get shut down when um Farrakhan came on there. But listen, let's 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 let Delta share her piece. Then we'll go on break, and we'll definitely come right back. With Aja, yes. Just conspiracy. Let me let me make a comment on. I saw that uh, interview with Hillary uh, Clinton, and I didn't mm-hmm. like the way the young man was speaking either, because really, he she caught them off guard when she told mm-hmm. them. What, what do you have? Plan? What's your plan? And What's your agenda? What was your plan? He couldn't even right. tell her. And didn't so have that's nothing the for. Pro- that's the problem when they go out. You gotta have a backup. You got to have he. They should have been ready. You go around like, all over town talking about Black Lives Matter. She proved that they had a plan. She that's proved that they lacked. That's what we're saying. What's the, she what's proved the that plan they lacked. She proved that they lacked authenticity. You're protesting to what end? Right. Authenticity. They lack authenticity. They're, they're not. They're not for mm-hmm. real. They're not for real. They lack no. authenticity. No. And we're dealing with. People who are maybe set up by the FBI, and you see, we are easily distracted. We are easily distracted people. Someone just fly by night, and we're going to uh, take them at their word that they are serious about our struggle. But then they couldn't even, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, Ashara, deal with the Black Panther stands. That they could have taken from there. So this yeah. was, um, this was, let's see, Dianacia <laughs> Yancey. She's the founder of. Black Lives Black Matter in, movement in Boston, in Boston. and I'm then um, everybody right. got to the kids. They got to come together. 
they need to come and sit down and have a meeting and they need to come together and do a strategy they won't. and get their plan and they won't that's, 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 that's not the but that's that's that. not the goal. That's not the goal. They already did that. About. They already did that. They had the conference in Cleveland. Yeah, but why they didn't come out with a plan? Or did a not did a man not know his plan when he was coming? Well, that, that, well, I'm he just saying. I'm saying but that your questions are right, and oh, that's what they okay. should have done at that conference. But apparently, uh-huh. they didn't come out with no ten point plan or however many points or or anything uh-huh. like that. Right. They were not about to because they are fakers. They're frauds. And they are uh, very much phonies. They are set up to bamboozle blacks who don't know any better. <coughs> you know, I, 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 won't, I won't go that. I won't go that far. But I'll. I'll well, say I, it. I'll you, say you are. You check the well, record. Canty. I'll say Canty. They mean well, but they don't know how to strategize. Yes, That's you have to go by. Those children are being, some of them are being manipulated. Some of them really do want to fight. Some of them don't know what the hell they have themselves into. George Soros is funding Black Lives Matter. Sometimes they say he funneled maybe a little money through Jay, what, what, who the, you know what I'm talking about. Beyonce and Jay-Z or whatever. Mm-hmm. And different people, okay. Um so, I mean, it's just a lot going on. And then Serena that. Williams came out with a statement today. Did y'all hear about it? Serena Williams came out and made a statement today? What she said? It was Serena Williams uh, was on CNN. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they don't, they don't, Serena and them don't normally speak too much, but she said, she addressed today on CNN, and she said, there is a problem. And she said, and she want to know why. Why are all these black people are being killed? Why? Why? So it's picking up steam. And for Serena Williams to come out, and that's what we're saying. We got to get, if we could get on one accord and get our, and get our themes together and get our plans together. More powerful people will come on board and start to happen. And also, I did hear on the news. Hello, hold on. Well, let's take a break. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Delta, and then we'll come right back with that. And then okay. dig right into our topic. Okay. Break time. This is Ron Hayes with Hood News, and you're listening to the Black Talk Radio Network. Stay tuned. She looked me in 
the eyes and I swear she saw my soul This word is too cold, I just wanna grow old Having kids with you too many mothers bury their sons But just know, all good things don't happen under the sun It's universal, speak positive to my peers You see nothing but negative years and sharing their sins But just remember that there's another side where we go For we die firm, help multiply smiles and cries behind No access to emotions, we got through the downs like the waves in the ocean And potion of love, God, speak to my spirit Please forgive your child for being so explicit I'm just mad the world that's my way to express it They don't understand when I'm screaming my confession I want people to learn from my sins and others So we can stop killing but joining arms And brothers the problems Face the imperfections on the way Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com Helping you filter through the noise Real talk Black Talk. All right. That was little Dre's music playing there for a moment. Okay, Jeff, you had a quick skinny piece for us? Yes, yeah. I did. Um, I did hear that Jay-Z and Beyonce, and it was somebody else, they are... Funding the Black Life Movement, they have been helping and finance too. And then they sit on the news wherever they at, and they having a rally. Jay Z and Beyonce, and I forgot the other person they name, have been sending trucks down to feed the people, keep things going, keep stuff going around for them. So they like um. Like, kind of keep it going, trying to keep the movement going. So, but not only that, JG said a few words, but hey, if a few words is okay, but somebody got to come out. Somebody got to really, really come out and really start just pushing the issue. That's the main thing. We got to come out and just really start pushing the issue. Then when somebody asks us something, we got to be ready. We got to be ready. Because the white man laying down while we sleeping, the white man is staying up, thinking and trying to figure out a way to hide the keep to keep us oppressed. While we sleeping, they sitting up trying to figure out a way to keep us oppressed. I say, That's I say. exactly what they do. Utrecht uh, Lead said today, I think it was a rebroadcast, but she said that the FBI stated that officially 400 blacks are killed a year by police officers, unarmed blacks, 400. Can you imagine 400 whites being killed by black police officers? Can you imagine? Well, they stay question. on their job. They stay on their job. Let's bring Aja in to talk to us about this topic for tonight. <clears throat> okay. Um, there, there are many, we all know that there are many different uh, tactics, the ways that, that the black woman is being attacked. Um, and I just wanted to, to touch on a couple of them tonight. And one of them is uh, through our musical industry. Uh, sometimes the best way to attack people uh, is, is through the back door, uh, a subtly, a subtle attack. You know, this attack just blatantly killing Women on the street, um, hanging them in cells. That's, that, that's very, uh, visible. We can see that. 
you see that just just for what it is. But we're being attacked in other ways as well. Black women are catching hell. Our society has become morally bankrupt. Our morals are just just out the window. And only in a society like this can you find popular, for-profit, massly accepted, accepted, blatant exploitation of women in the media. You got you got teenagers and young adults who are the main audience for the rap music, and they're being desensitized, like mm-hmm. King B just said, to exploitation while being conditioned to love and enjoy the exploitation of women without even knowing that it's being done to them. They start early. And this is the this is a quote by by the author of the book, The Conspiracy to Destroy Black Women. This is the perverted genius of the patriarchal white male power structure. The result is that this society has ten year old boys believing it's cool to call girls bitch, freak, hoe, man, and it's okay. And too many girls and some women accept being called these derogatory names. They sure Even do. They accept they sure it. Do. They, you know, they just smile. You know, you know I'm telling like, you. okay. And when when I have encountered um, a male that thought that he could say man and, and man, all of that stuff to me, I said, oh, do I look like a male? Just let me know. Because maybe yeah. I need to check myself. But do I really look like a male? Really? Right, right. Okay. You know. So let's be That's clear. crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm not a man. I'm not your buddy. Mm-hmm. Not like right. you. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway. Okay. And and we we have a lot of so called conscious quote unquote black males. They're in their thirties, forties. They're not teenagers, forties, and some even fifties. They don't think twice about calling the actress Carrie Washington a bed wench, which is a very derogatory name used to describe uh, how our ancestors were were pawned off to their owners, friends, and guests. Oh, just just on a regular basis. So these people are are, are are calling actresses these names because of a role that they play in a movie. That this is the living. You know, it doesn't even make sense. And then I saw on the Facebook the other day how uh, the tennis star Serena Williams. Um, all these, all these championships she's won. I mean, she's keeping her body tight and and mm-hmm. working out and just winning championship looking after fabulous. championship. Yes, yes, looking fabulous. And people are making all kinds of snide remarks about her. This mm-hmm. one conscious brother called her bed when she, because she has this French boyfriend, and he insisted on calling her that. And I just said, no, no, she is not a bed wench because she decides she wants a French boyfriend. I mean, what do people get off of? 
of degrading women like that just openly like that. I mean, Kobe Bryant and Tiger Woods, they had white girlfriends. They didn't get any name calling. Nobody oh. nobody had a name for them. You know, they're big people. They're big people. You know, they're stars they're in their game. Yeah. 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 But they chose to go outside of their race and both of them got stiffed. You know, because but I know nobody says anything. I, I know the sisters talked about Kobe Bryant when we stepped out and got the Mexican girl. Everybody was like, "Oh, you couldn't find nobody in conference." What? Right, but brothers, mm-hmm. brothers don't say anything. That's no, what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You know brothers you, don't say anything. You know why? Because of the hypocrisy amongst the brothers, where they're so filled with self hatred, they want to uh, not tell the real truth is that. Most of these brothers have no respect for black women, and that when a black woman's heart is broken, many times some black woman continuously choose the wrong mate. She choose a pig, a brother who is a chauvinist, male chauvinist pig, who has no respect for black women, and a lot of black women who have low self-esteem, they go for being called the B-word and other... Uh, like you just described, Kerry uh, Washington. You know, we're talking about how long is it going to take for understand that we were taught to hate each other, and, and a lot of people feel when they began to kind of economically let out a success, a black woman is not going to be uh, suitable anymore. Good enough. No, they not good enough. Go outside right. the race to show they have arrived. Exactly, they've made it. They yeah, have. They have to get their little trophy. Yeah. Just to say, you know, how well at, I'm doing. Look at the store. Look at the, the, the granddaughter of Morgan Freeman. She's a beautiful. She was a beautiful. I hate to say, was beautiful young sister who kills her, her boyfriend. And um, not to say she would have been better off with a white fella or outside the race. But you're talking about you're talking about many times when a black woman wants to elevate herself and has mm-hmm. potential, a lot of brothers get uptight. And they she do. A lot of brothers, a lot of uh, women, black women, they don't realize that they uh, got a psycho on their hands. And when she exactly. realizes she is it's very much late. in fear of her safety or her, ch- or her child's safety. And she got mm-hmm. to now go along with not pulling this guy's uh, button, pressing this guy's button, that she knows that he will go off on her. Exactly. She, fear, she fears his wrath. Hey, y'all do know, y'all do know that guy was taken to uh, Bellevue Hospital because he was trying to exercise a demon. Witnesses said he was talking about in the name of Jesus and, and demons be gone and while, you know, he was stabbing her. So, uh, that's, that's what I read, uh, in terms of that particular attack. All of a sudden now he becomes, uh, demon, seeing demons in her. When, uh, it was okay when he was first getting the candy, there was no demons in her. And uh, he waited until he get enough candy from her mm-hmm. and realized that she got demons in her, that he must now uh, <laughs> take the demons away from out of her. Get out of here, man. That's a good point. That's a good point. If you see someone with demons inside of you... You know, you ain't going to be thinking about going uh, horizontal, knowing that this person might have voices <laughs> to take you out. But no, he oh. had the, uh, the opportunity to get the candy as much as he could get it from her. As much as he could get it, he got tired. 
they don't have an opportunity to see that whole interaction with the family and how uh, 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 the brother protects his sister and, and the older brother teaches their younger brother. And, you know, the whole family and grandmother lives in the back room. And, uh, right, you know, exactly. All of that. Exactly. They don't have an opportunity that, to see all that's that. That's a structure. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's just structure. And, and, and that deals with the root. If you don't, if you don't have stable roots, like I was talking about the other day with chakra, that's your roots. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what that chakra has to deal with. The family root, binding the family together, the family having a bond, the, 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 Mm -hmm. the, uh, the young boy or the young girl bonding with their parent. It is important that the young girl bonds with her father so that she will know what to expect. And she go out into the world and start having a relationship. So that relationship with her father is very important. He needs to tell her that she's beautiful. She He needs to tell her that he's proud of her. He needs to tell her that she's brilliant. All these things so that when she gets out into the world, she won't be shocked to hear it from this low life. Hey, baby, you beautiful. Really? Exactly. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, she, he's in her pants because he said all the things she's longed to hear all of her life that she didn't get from her dad, who should have been her first example of a male figure in her or, life. Or, or, or let's put the other twist to it. Or some woman come telling her, baby, you beautiful. You brilliant. And nobody yes. else has ever told her that. Thank God my uncle Calvin used to tell yeah. me all the time, you are so smart and you're beautiful. You got beauty and brains. <laughs> I mean, he used to say that. That's how he used to greet me, Team B. That was his greeting yeah. to me. You know, that's so. Yes, yes. You see, um, when the society, and this is slavery, this society never saw a black woman as being other than anything other than property. The mural of and, the world is what, uh, yes. uh, what's her name? Come on, help me out. You know, she said the anthologist, um, uh, Nora, Nora Zia Hurston. Okay. I believe that was her statement. That uh, ah. black women, black women were considered the mule of the world. Just you know, we just work, oh. work, 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 work. Yeah. Oh, just strong, you know, strong, pulling. strong. Yes, yeah, strong, strong, strong. No matter what happens, you still I'm, hanging in there. I'm in, but I'm in an area I hear, where mm-hmm. I'm in an area, in where, an area where there's a whole lot of where I live. Where there's a whole lot of black women who are nannies pushing. Guess what? In their strollers, white children. Of course, uh, that's what they—they're yeah. taking this country back to. And my, like what they my said. mind goes back. My mind goes back to slavery, where the black yes. woman on the they plantation. said they want their country back. Yes, they said and, they want their I want. Back. I want to read this this uh, portion of Queen Latifah's book that Please. she wrote. <clears throat> okay. This is uh the this is um the portion of Queen Latifah's book. It's her latest. It's called Ladies First: Revelation of a Strong Woman. She says, I'm writing this book to let every woman know that she too, no matter what her status or place in life, is royalty. This is particularly important for African American women to know, inside and out, upside and down, right side up. For so long in this society, 
we have been given and have followed and have allowed ourselves to take the role of slave, concubine, mammy, second-class citizen, bitch, hoe. Many of us have been so hurt and so dogged out by society and by man and by life that we can't, we can't even wrap our brains around the notion that we deserve better, that we are queens. So that's an excerpt from her book. Now, it has been said that if you call a person a name long enough, she or he will begin to believe that. So if what if, if black women were referred to as queens, as, as emperor, empresses, as uh, Black Rose said, you know, uh, we don't see that. We don't, we don't see that at all. How, how many black women know that in the first chapter in the Song of Solomon, it is Queen of Sheba talking to King Solomon. She's telling him, don't look down on me because I am black. I am black, but comely. She's telling him, I am beautiful, and don't look down on me because I am black. She's telling how many exactly. black pastors, how many black pastors have, even during the season of St. Valentine's Day, which I have a great disdain for that holiday because most people don't know the origin of St. Valentine, how he became a saint. But the idea that no, very few, if any pastors, encourage black women to just read the first chapter that this is a royal blood made King Queen of Sheba telling King Solomon how beautiful she is. And for us to know that we come from royal blood and what it did to us during slavery, they beat it out, they beat it out of us that we were a proud people, people with a culture, people with a language, people with a heritage, all of the above that let you knew that you were somebody. And you see, a black woman during slavery couldn't do anything except submit to the demands of the slave master, including raping her, because if she refused, he would put her in irons to just bend her over and to still rape her. And she also she could do just scream and she screamed like he just put a rag in her mouth to muffle the scream. But the very well, let's 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 talk about what's being done to the women today, because we're still right. being being mentally raped today. Yeah, okay. well, that's how they so, get to the mind. The mind, yes. is, the mind factor is the most terrible thing. It's worse than the physical slavery because when you accept a man abusing you and you accept the system telling you telling you that you're nothing and you believe it, low self-esteem is on the rampage amongst black women alone. Yeah. Low, low self-esteem self starts early and that, yeah. that creates that. It, it creates that accident. feeling. It, and it's now, not by tie it in, tie it into the rap and the music, Andre. Okay. Oh. So, so fame and fortune is promised to African American males and some female artists who are willing to call women names and glorify performing all kinds of derogatory acts to these women. So they are they're promised all this this glory and and whatever they would like, just just the the, the dream that they ever wish for, if they'll do this. And so they put some funky synthetic synthetic beat to it. It's not even real music anymore, like like what we grew up with, uh, baby boomers. It's, it's, it's synthetic. You put a little beat to it, and abracadabra, they're a star. They're a star with the hit. These people come out of nowhere saying all these derogatory th things about black women. And so it's no doubt that the young girl, they're watching TV, they're watching these videos, 
And so they're developing these destructive habits. They're, they're nine, ten, five, six-year-old girls. And the dancing that they know how to do is to wiggle on the, on a, on a pole. And, and slither across the floor because this is what they're seeing on TV. So, number one, they start to view themselves as unattractive if they don't resemble these girls that they see on TV, half naked, heavily made up, light skin, swinging their uh, long hair that's down to their butts. And, and, and this is what they see. And this is what they see as having fun. And they feel that this is all right. And it's okay for young men and boys to treat them like toys, like they see on TV. And if they want to find a boyfriend, they need to look for somebody who has an expensive car, lots of free-flowing money that they can just throw everywhere and buy everybody drinks. And all she has to do is just be his sex bunny. And that's what they see on TV. And this is what they aspire for. And nobody is telling them different. And so black women are being used as a product of rap music and video. It's it's a product. All of it, bitch, ho free. All of it's tied to money. Because the teenage male... He's going to get himself all together at night, start his clothes, whatever, get him some expensive pants, buy him some the latest Jordans, whatever is out, no matter how much they cost. He goes to the fine department store, gets himself the latest little heel figure, all these little designer clothes, you know, other people getting rich, and gets to match his jeans or what have you, so he can look fresh. But what? The bitches and the hoes. Hey, and uh, you, forgot, you forgot one thing also. In the barbershop, brothers are getting their hair dyed. Right. It so will reveal, reveal their real age. Because they want to be the young, uh, hot dude that has got the uh, hair this young lady's calf. And she don't want he don't want her to see <laughs> the gray hairs. So, uh, not negate. What's wrong with that, Candy? I have a question. Okay, let's take it wrong with it. Your skin have millions of pores. Am I right? And yes. there is a chemical in that dye that you don't know about. Am I right? Yeah, they Eventually, have that, the your dye. skin will absorb that poisonous uh, chemical that keeps your gray mm-hmm. hair looking black. And who would be the last to be informed for black men that this chemical in that dye can cause skin cancer? All right. So we yeah. uh, black brother ones, black brothers who are in there, late forties and fifties. You know, they want to look real young. And, well, and, you and know get, what? Get I have a young, secret for that. I have a secret for that. What what men can do if they see premature gray, you can uh, boil some sage, and that's what you rinse in your hair. But you have to start early. Now let's pick back up on Aja's. Um, and connecting the whole um, sexualization of black women in music because if, if you listen to Indian music, if you listen to Indian oh music, wow, the men, they, they honor their women. Yeah, no, right in the music, they may not honor them uh, on the <laughs> streets, <laughs> but what they portray to the world is 
you know, we having fun, we dancing, oh, she's yes. beautiful. Everything's yes. great. Yes. You know. <clears throat> yes. And um, they, they, they provide a physical um, version, a physical view of protection for their women. And when you see them, they look like, okay, this is my woman, don't mess with her. You know, they, 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 um, they're they're set up where where they're, they're doing their job for protection. Is this, Mm -hmm. you know, we are, we are, we are not, we have no protection. Black women have no protection whatsoever, you know, because our main protection has, has like swooped. Has like, what do you call it? Flown the coop. It's flown the coop. Yeah. And so the enemy knows this. Yes, the enemy knows yeah. this. So, so we're just right. like wide open. So we we are just we're like like we know we just the ones who know we're in war. We're fighting, but there's many wait. who don't know. Wait a minute now. You know? Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You said Indians, India from India. Those Indians from India. Yeah, it was it was reported not anymore uh, reported here lately, but there was a high rate of Indian women being raped by a, a gang bang by Indian men, and yes. then women were found hanged. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. any stories about that? But there, and they, you know, they only a lot of Indian women wear the sari, which is a very easily unwrapped dress, and nothing under there but her panties. And uh, men can get at these young Indian women early. They, 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 and the story was how they were being gangbanged, brutally uh, killed, some was hanged. But what I'm saying is that black women has, since slavery, been treated as if she was property. Yeah. And if she don't know her beauty and her self-worth, she will only be done in by many times by her own black men and uh there is no desire to rescue the black woman from her destiny of doom and gloom that's why there's a higher rate of suicide amongst young black women uh, but that's not our destiny though don't say that's our destiny no i'm saying that a lot of black women feel that there's no other way out because she, she has become frustrated because no one wants to see her as anything other than an object. And you got some beautiful young black girls out here that are being set up for being anything other than just sexual objects. And even you know, the clothing, the clothing that young women are wearing, I wouldn't want my daughter to be out there uh, showing her almost all well, her genitals. Well, but, but you know what? But that that's the whole thing about it. The, 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 when you look at the critical analysis of the whole con- of this, this whole piece, why are these girls? As, as an anthropologist, I look at the culture, and I also look at the socialization. So uh-huh. why are they feeling like that's how they have to walk around? That's how, that's what we touched on when we because spoke about the society, women in the, society the church. Tells them, the society tells them this is how you must look if you're going to be accepted. And no one wants to be rejected. And she feels that this is what I have to wear to be accepted. She's going to put right, that okay. on. She's going but, to wear but it. But I, 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 like, I like to take it even further than that. So 
so society is telling her that, right? And that's yes. what, that's yes. what Aja's bringing in. That's what Aja's bringing in. It's a conspiracy to destroy us. If you destroy the mother and the father through crack, cocaine, heroin, meth, yes, um, incarceration, miseducation, right. bad food, right. bad housing, uh, um, uh, what is, what is it? As, as, as asbestos all up in the, uh, attics, uh, lead paint. Right. Lead paint. So, so you know, you, you mess up our minds with fluoride and lead paint in our homes. <clears throat> you know, poison water. So, right. all of this going against us. And so let's take a quick break and then we'll come on back to the finish this topic up. of Time for an Awakening Radio on the Black Talk Radio Network. Speaking in behalf of the Black Talk Media Project's 2015 fundraiser, since 2008, the Black Talk Media Project, which has created Black Talk Radio Network, has engaged in producing original content from a black perspective for the global black community. You can help us continue this mission and help us even more by giving donations to the Black Talk Media Project's 2015 fundraiser and asking others to do so also. Let us work together to make 2015 a stronger year for independent black media. Again. Yeah. I bad. Woman good. Lady better. Hey. 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 Now imagine as a shorty, maybe five, maybe four Riding around with his mama, listening to the radio And a song comes on, and I'm not far from being born Doesn't know the difference between right and wrong now, I ain't trying to make it too complex But let's just say shorty has an undeveloped context About the perception of women these days His mama sings along, and this is what she says I'm a bad bitch I'm bad bitch, but above average, and maybe other rhyming words like cabbage and savage and baby cabbage and other things that match it. A couple of things are happening here. First, he's relating the word bitch with his mama, comma, and because she's relating to herself, his most important source of health and mental health, he makes you respect with dishonor. So, bitch bad, woman good, lady better, ain't misunderstood. Watching videos, listening to songs by themselves. Doesn't really matter if they have parental clearance. They understand the internet better than their parents. Now, being the internet, the content's probably uncensored. They're young, so they're malleable and probably unmentored. A complicated combination, maybe with no relevance into their intelligence. Meets their favorite singer's preference. Bad bitches, bad bitches, bad bitches. That's all I want and all I like. Now let's say that they less concerned with him And more with the video girl acquiescing to his whim 
Ah, the plot thickens. High heels, long hair, fat booty slim. Reality check, I'm not tripping. They don't see a paid actress, just what makes a bad yeah. Bitch bad, woman good, lady better, they misunderstood. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For live programming schedules, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All right. I didn't know hardly anything that young man said on there, but I know I had something about <laughs> bitch and something. And, I mean, I just really don't know. That was Lupe. That was Lupe uh, Fiasco. If y'all haven't seen that video, um, I'll share it with you, uh, Black Rose, and you can share it. But that's Lupe Lupe uh, Fiasco, bitch bad, and he was just talking about everything that y'all were just seeing in the past fifteen minutes about you know Uh. the media and where these people, what where these kids get this from. You know, he was talking about like if I if I'm a young lady. And I got a young son, and I'm riding in the car, and then I'm I'm uh, repeating the words of Dr. Dre and N.W.A., and I'm calling myself the B word, and my son in the back seat listening to that, and now he's associating uh-huh. that word with women, and then the young girls on the internet watching these paid actresses refer to themselves, you know, the Nicki Minaj, she getting paid, you know what I'm saying, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the Big cycle time. just keeps repeating. It keeps repeating. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> certainly, certainly. So I'll just all of it in. Tell all of it in. Uh, oh, Scotty, did you did you have a question that you um would like to pose well, to anyone? Well, no, I just wanted to interject another perspective into it. And, you know, a lot of these young men, I'm not making excuses for anyone. So let's get that uh, straight now. There is no, but misogyny has been around for centuries. You know what I'm saying? So this is not a new problem. But um, when we're talking about our community and analyzing, doing self, you know, analyzing ourselves and our community, a lot of these young people, I would say, how would y'all say they are now, you know, where their mothers got hooked on crack and, uh, you know, black women is the uh, fastest growing demographic of the uh, modern day slave plantations today going to prison. So it's a lot of young men, man, they, they moms were strung out on crack and they need counseling and maybe that might play a role yeah. in some of them you know the reason the way they look at women and mistreat women maybe Ice Cube mama was a crackhead ask yeah. Ice Cube I don't know yeah and see, no and see it goes further back than Ice Cube's than, than, than the result of Ice Cube I mean his mother was attacked with the drugs the drugs were put into the community to attack the woman so it starts there. Then it affects the child. Then the child goes and thinks this way of other women. And then you got this vicious cycle. So, so it, 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 it started way back. You know, it's so many different doors that it's coming through. Not just, just the, the, uh, uh, video 
world of, 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 of the songs and what have you. But it started with the drugs way back when, when they flooded the drugs into the, uh, into the communities because it wasn't just good enough for the men to get hooked on the drugs. They had to get the woman too because the woman raises the boy. The woman teaches the boy. Right. And, and, and the, uh, uh, a lot of the uh, black leaders in the community, such as, uh, uh, a lot of the Panthers, Panthers were targeted with drugs and, and, um, mm-hmm. mentioned Jimi Hendrix, um, Tupac. He was always supplied with drugs. Jimi Hendrix right. was always, always supplied with drugs. And you guys on Netflix, I have to finish watching that movie, Sugar, what is it? Sugar, Gun Hill. With Lorenz. Oh! Whoa! And it's showing how this meth, you know, cause a few, maybe about, it had to have, it had to have been maybe six months ago or so, or maybe even last year sometime, I heard about some black person on meth. And I said, yeah. look, black people don't do no damn meth. Stop. Yeah, you know, we don't do that. We see what, we see what happened. Like that. Right. But then yeah. you start hearing about Nelly getting caught with some meth or, Lil Wayne, and see, this is the promotion of meth to black people. So people hide your kids, hide your wife, like uh, what's his name said. You know where Nelly getting it from? You know where they get? You know where they getting that meth from? This is no lie. Y'all can look this up on the internet. I was just talking about on my radio program, and I shared it on Facebook. I live in Gaston County, North Carolina. Gaston County uh-huh. is the meth capital of North Carolina. That's what they said. They bust more people oh. with meth labs and stuff in the county I live in. I tell people I, I'm surrounded by white people. I'm way behind enemy lines, okay? And I know, <laughs> you know, but, but Nelly, remember he, he's down here in, in this area in Charlotte and Mecklenburg and NASCAR and them some of them drivers been busted smoking meth so Nelly probably been hanging with some of them NASCAR drivers and they've been smoking meth and, and whatnot oh. but yeah yeah that probably wasn't yeah. it, what they've been doing so um that's something that people need to watch out for right there. Uh, that mess creeping into the black community. Cause, ooh, baby, mm-mm. On that movie Gun Hill, they're showing how, uh, it's showing how, um, mess is introduced to, like, the brightest star, like the prom queen, the black woman, the little young black girl. And next thing you know, mm-mm. So, but anyway, see, it's, put, it, it's put into the weed. It's put into the weed. It's tr- she's tricked. Mm. Yeah, well, tricked. you know what? Hold oh, on. Wow. But it wasn't rolled up until these people, they need to kind of like watch. Oh, it sure wasn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. You need to watch it. When you go to smoking stuff and there's crackles and pops, then I'll tell you, you don't need to see mm, Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember a few years back, it was a book called Dark Alliance. Written by a reporter who worked for the San Jose Mercury News, Gary Webb. And he was since mentioned in his book how the FBI, CIA had full knowledge how cocaine was allowed to come into the black community. And a guy named Harry Wick was able to 
get the derivative from cocaine and make mega books calling it crack. But the cocaine was coming by way of uh, El Salvador and the Nicaragua, that the country was using that money from the crack to buy arms under the drug czar who was George W., who was under George, uh, Ronald Reagan. So the, co the government was bringing the cocaine into the black community and allowing the derivative to be sold for under $10, and it was guaranteed to be, for you to become a psychopath or psychotic over instantaneously, instantaneously. Young girls, I've been told about it for five dollars. Uh, Always chasing that high. Yes, and that, uh, that original you, high. You, you don't, you don't want to come down from that high. And so it, 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 yeah. there was no one to pay for bringing that cocaine from the, uh, in the to the black community because we had right. no political leadership or spiritual leadership or okay, uh, hey, Kansas, legal. Let's let's let Aja pick back up on her topic. Topic, so we can get on and wrap it up. Yes, yes. We're almost there to the end. Okay, Aja, bring it home I'm for us. Give us okay, so far as all right, okay, so far as um, the rap and the music degradation of the black women, this is something that was suggested that we protest the blatant wholesale exploitation being per perpetuated against uh, the black woman in the media. We should critique the rap songs. Mothers should teach their young girls, granddaughters, that they are indeed queens and not toys to be played with and degraded. We should sponsor and support rap artists who are about the liberation and respect of the black woman. And the role of the black woman in videos must be changed. The way it is from the way it is from the way it is now is highly negative representations is what we're seeing right now, and so nothing is going to be done unless we unless we challenge the the right. rap artists that export our own people. We can start by calling, emailing the stations that offend the black woman. Now let's talk a little bit briefly uh, before we close on the single black female. So in in today's Ooh. society. We are conditioned to like someone who makes us feel good. We don't, we don't take any time. A lot of us do not take any time to find out another person's beliefs, their behaviors, their family orientation. You know, it's always good to ask a man, you know, you got a sister? You know, when's the last time you talked to your mom? You know, uh, listen to what they say when, when they talk about family members, female family members, you know. Are they, are they, uh, do they have this little disdain, uh, uh, attitude? Is it that they hadn't seen their sister or talked to their sister in months or years, you know? So that would say a lot. But most of the time, lust is, is mistaken for love. And so women are encouraged to use their looks to catch somebody, especially somebody that got a good job, quote unquote. Since, since we have these superficial dating games that we see on TV, you know, we, we see this, it's like the, the game goes like the man meets the woman and then, and then they may have a drink or two and then the man has sex with the woman and then the woman becomes this, I mean, the man becomes disinterested in the woman and then mom, man seeks and finds another woman and then he leaves the broken hearts and, and little babies on the trail and then you know they just the cycle just just keeps repeating and so we see a lot of this on tv uh and in soap operas 
was the, the two people they meet and they they go to a movie, may get a little ice cream. He'll send her some flowers. Next thing you know, they bang, 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 and you know, and then they have a little argument, fall out, and then you know this this what we see is a relationship. This is how Hollywood does it. This is how the musical artists do it. But it's not healthy. But this is what is being drummed into our children. And yeah. so we're in a state of confusion. There's no clarity. You know, you don't have any priorities. Your priorities are all mixed up. They're all mixed up. So so we, we're seeing so many um, broken broken relationships, divorces. A lot of times they don't even waste time to get married. They just, you know, stay together. So they break up after they've had a couple of kids together. So you got the woman raising the kids, and then the man, he goes to meet somebody else, and, and they have a little quick, quick, you know, physical attraction kind of thing. And then she may have one baby, then he goes somewhere else. So, you know, we, we have lost our sense of the black male-female solid relationship. We, we have forgotten what that is all about. We have forgotten to, to actually court. You know, the, the, the woman, she's, she's trying to find somebody who's got a real nice car. You know, I always say, I've never been into that, you know, just like, but he's not going to give me the car. You know, so what, what's that all about? You know, and, and then the man, he's like, oh man, she's so fast, she got a big ass, and she got hair down here. Oh man, she pretty, man, she light skin. You know, but what's her, what's in her head and her heart? You know, how many sisters and brothers she got? You know, anybody been arrested? You know, no, nobody wants to find out any of that anymore. So we, 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 we don't have a very good foundation of male, female, relationship and that affects our communities that affects our strength and that is being attacked yeah, yeah. by taking the man out of the whole out of the whole household basically a good man a good man wants to be to provide for his family he wants to provide for his wife and his children. Mm -hmm. He wants that. He doesn't want to have to depend on his wife, you know. But but society is, is setting it up so that he'll have a baby here, a baby here. Next thing you know, she's taking him to court because he hadn't paid his uh, child support. Next thing you know, this other lady's taking him to court. Next thing you know, he's behind bars. Another man off the street, you know. So and then these, we have are, to these are different tactics. We, and we have to look at the fact also because people, a lot of people say, well, he should get a job. We have to look at the fact that right. there's a system in place that keeps him unemployed or either under and underemployed. Right. And so that's, exactly. it's not, it's not that a lot of these men just don't want to pay their child support. You mess with a man's spirit and heart when you take away his manhood. He's not able mm. to provide for his family. Listen, he's downtown, not able to Brooklyn, live. You really life. do. You really downtown, do. Downtown Brooklyn, they got a bunch of brothers who are former inmates working for an organization called Ready, Willing, and Able. They wear blue uniforms. They're working for mm -hmm. their food and shelter, but they never can find themselves coming out of this organization. These are former inmates. All they do is clean the streets mm -hmm. and slave conditions, and um, there's no elevation for them to ever be able to be owning their own apartment or uh, uh, renting an apartment, able to see themselves living 
as uh, independent. It's always in a shelter, sheltered by this organization. Look, these are black American males. There's a conspiracy not to hire black American males. They are hire mm-hmm. foreign-born males. Uh, you know, the idea that they'll, they'll put women in the position, but they do not want black American males. And it's a tragedy. So that tells when you. Huh? I was ahead. just trying to say. So that tells you. That tells you that those of those of us that have the wherewithal to to create jobs for our people, to create employment yes. opportunities. Um, yes. to uh, create generational wealth, then yes. we should do that in order to help people. That's right. That, that's right. That's yeah. why I don't want to hear about these. I don't want to hear about these black conservatives. They cannot provide mm-hmm. a job for at least a five. I'll be liberal. Provide jobs for at least five hundred unemployed people that look like you. Find the final being where blacks can be able to have the entrepreneurship where they can uh, have a storefront. You know right now, on 121st Street in Harlem, it is totally impossible for a black person to own a storefront on 121st Street. Well, all the people out there. With the, the, all right, the guys, let's get ready for the breathing in about a minute. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> let's wrap it up with our breathing. Yeah. All right. King B, are you ready to breathe? Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Take us there, Anja. Take me to okay. my secret garden, right. my lavender garden of tranquility. All right. Okay. We're going to do some deep breathing, conscious breathing. We're going to focus on our breath as it comes through our nose, down our throat, past our chest, all the way to our center, our core, our stomach. So... Softly close your eyes, relax and drop your shoulders, relax your forehead, your jawbone, relax your tongue and your throat, and just be conscious of your breath, which is your life force, and it's your gift of life. So let's begin the abdominal breathing. Placing your hand on your abdomen. You're going to inhale through your nose. Deep breath. Fill your lungs with fresh air. Bring that air to your nose. Pass your chest down to your abdomen. Out. Exhale. With the help of your abdomen, pushing back towards your spine. As you release all the stale air from your body. Your lips should be softly closed. Release all your worries. This time you're going to inhale to the count of four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Stomach is full and out. Hold. Exhale. As you flatten your stomach, two. Three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. Exhale. One, two, three, four. 
This time as you inhale, you're going to slowly turn your head to the right. Inhale, slowly turn your head to the right. Hold. Exhale. Bring your head back to the center. Inhale, slowly turn your head to the left. Hold. Exhale as you slowly bring your head back to the center. Take a deep breath. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Now exhale as you drop your head back with your chin up. Inhale and bring your head back to the center. Now once more, in, imagine you're inhaling all the wonderful gifts the universe has to offer you. Inhale. Hold. Now exhale all the negative energy you no longer need. Exhale, 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 exhale. Your stomach is flat. Smile. You're alive. Be grateful for your breath. Yes, life is set up to bring up what has been bound up so it can open up to be freed up so you can show up to live. Oh. Keep breathing. Keep inhaling. Keep breathing. And a couple of times during the day, just stop and do that exercise, especially if you get anxious or you have a confrontation with somebody that doesn't suit your spirits well, or you're getting ready to make an important decision. This would be good to just sit down and do conscious breathing and let the answer come to you because you have cleared your head and you have opened up to your higher self by taking the deep breathing so you're opening up. So just think of the more you're opening up and taking that deep breath, the more you're saying, I'm ready for what you have to offer me. I take it all in. I release all oh, negative. Oh. Yeah. All negative. Oh. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Anjana. Thank you all right. for the information Indeed. on women. Yes, and we'll have to delve a little deeper into that. And um, thank you, King B. As always, you and those suggestions. Yes, thank you, King B. Thank you. Yes, and And I'm going to stay. Thank you so much, Scotty, for the music and your wise input. Namaste. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.